Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. on um, Bill and Claire's Excellent Adventures. Today, like Anna and the Apocalypse, we're doing something different. Instead of watching it at home in the Indie Dorks Theater, we're going to go to the Alamo or a different theater and watch it instead of watching it in the Indie Dorks. And do you have a preference if we could go either to an Alamo or to another theater? Where would you prefer to go? Alamo, Alamo, because the last time we went to another theater for Anna and the Apocalypse, Uh they didn't... They, you had to buy food from the... Well, actually, another theater. I liked that theater because you didn't have to wait a long time. And for Alamo, mm-hmm. by the time it's... If you order at the beginning, 30 minutes later, your food comes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you order... But if you get the food from um, another theater, a lot of times they won't let you order it inside, but you're allowed to eat it inside. Mm-hmm. And so it's better because you won't have to wait a long time for your for your food. You you have it with you to, that time. So you'd rather go to a theater where you have to go to a you have to walk with your own two legs to a place to get food and then no, carry mean, food to. back to your seat. But if you remember that but if you remember that other theater, remember it I had remember the it. um it it was like right next to out the movie theaters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like you didn't even walk, have to walk that far. You just had to walk out of your seat, walk out the exit doors and go get your food. Mm. I disagree. And also very you could just get it before opinion. that. <laughs> no. No. We disagree very much on that. I absolutely think you should go to a theater where you go, you sit in your chair, and then they bring you stuff. Plus, you can't, you can't get it, but like they have a much bigger selection of drinks for adults than the, um, what is that that we went to? It's the AMC because it was out of Tyson's, which is you know there's no slight against AMC. I'm just saying, Alamo does it better in my opinion. Anyways, I think we're sidetracked. But because it has more drinks on Alamo. It has less drinks for the kids. Well, actually, more of the stuff is smoothies than actual drinks. That's okay. Uh, would you rather watch a movie at the house or at a movie theater? Um, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> you don't have an answer straight away. No, because when I'm at the house, I'm allowed to slunge around if I wanted to. But when I'm at a movie, like I could lay down if I wanted to. I could accident. I could um drift. I could drift away from the movie and think about something in my own head. Mm-hmm. But with the move, but with and then we could play it over again if mm-hmm. I wanted to, mm-hmm. if we wanted mm-hmm. to, or or like replay that scene because someone went to the bathroom and you forgot to pause it or something like okay. that. You couldn't do that in a movie theater. That's true. But movie theaters do have already like. It's like it just came from a place. Like mm-hmm. it just came from the oven or just came from uh, ice cream. Like the ice cream, it's not melted by the time you get it. That's true. For us, because it's so hot in our theater room, um, by the time it gets down there, it's already melting down your hand. 
I don't know about that, but it is warmer in the theater room because there's no the air conditioning is in the the guest bedroom part. So I think it doesn't circulate the air so well. It gets warm down there if you've been down there for a while. Wow. Huh. So I can't tell. Was that a vote for a movie theater or for... And is your voting system based entirely on ice cream consumption? No. It's just an example. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did we say what movie we're going to watch yet? I don't know. I don't think... I don't know, but I'm just going to say it. Okay. Wait, I think we did. I think I said... I think I sort of drifted away, but I think I... I think I might have mumbled it and maybe they heard. I said... Mm. So I entered and said, Hey, we're back. Blah, 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 blah. Today we're going to do something different. Just like in the apocalypse, we're going to go watch Captain Marvel at a movie... At a movie <laughs> theater instead of at the house. Well, there you go, guys. I don't have to loop it back and do the, the edit to drop that that language and to see claire just played it back for you all right so we're gonna go see captain marvel um now okay so i don't know if everybody knows um why don't you talk a little bit about um the marvel movies that you've seen and what you like about what you've seen so far and it can be any of the marvel movies um is um is the um, movie about the about the people who go back in space time? Is that it's Wrinkle in Time? Is that Disney or Marvel? That's Disney. Oh, well, I like Marvel because it has more action movies, and then I like Disney uh-huh. because it has more like romantic sci-fi movies. Oh, okay, okay, sort of thing. Okay. Like Dumbo is sort of like a sci-fi because mm-hmm. I think a sci-fi movie is anything that's like scientific or it flies. <laughs> 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 I like that uh, because most because most people think that aliens are more sci-fi movie, but sure. I but because because ali- most aliens fly. Uh-huh. But really, um, if there was a real alien, he would fly. But it's not because he has. But it's because. But it's not because he has wings or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, he could, but they probably wouldn't work. But um, it's because his body is light, and then with all the pressure, it mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. Every now and then he might go. So I'm curious. Um, do you remember watching Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. What do you think about that movie? I liked it. The only one I didn't, I wasn't like. Well, hang on, hang on. What do you like about Guardians of the Galaxy? I like that it has. I like that it has people you can you can trust and then people you can't. Okay. And then sometimes that changes. So like in the Guardians of the in Guardians of the Galaxy where where Nebula becomes a good girl because she realized what Thanos and all those people are doing. Mm-hmm. Rem- so you can now trust her because she's realized the error of her ways. Mm. That's true. But honestly, I would be mad too if if every time I was if every time I didn't beat my sister, I was turned into a robot. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that would do some serious. Because remember, things to you. in part of the movie, she <clears throat> said the only reason I'm like this is because every time you beat me, whatever their sure. pretend father is, said I had to change. Said, turn, took one of my body parts out and turned it into a robot part so that I could try and beat you. And even to this day, I can't. This is pretty horrible, right? Yeah. How Honestly, would you feel if I turned you in slowly into a robot every time your sisters beat you at something? Honestly, I don't think I would have a lot of body parts. <laughs> you don't think you would have a lot of body parts? I mean, I don't think I would parts? have a lot of part, bo- uh, robot body parts. Because you win all the time. Is yes, what you're mostly saying. I win. Mostly I win. <laughs> 
The only part I don't win is garbage racing. So it's where we take a piece of garb. So it's where we have to take out the trash. We turn it into something fun. So we start at the top of the stairs. We don't run down them, but we'd like speed walk yeah. down them. And once we get to the step, we run and see who can who can throw their garbage in the trash and then get back up the stairs the fastest. Whoever gets their first wins. I'm not very fast at that because mostly they always give me the heaviest garbage. <laughs> they never let me take light. So I'm always but trailing behind. Yeah, holding but the you're, garbage. you're bigger garbage. than them, Claire. <laughs> but okay okay let's 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 focus back up now you were saying that there was something uh about guardians of the galaxy that you didn't like was it one or two um the latest one the, okay so number two which what did you not like about that i didn't like how every time there's a move however how um how the remember when he was explaining remember when he showed um was his name Lucas, the guy who, who lost his mother at a very young age and then was picked up by those aliens people? That's Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Yeah. Um, so, um, remember when Star-Lord saw, his, saw all the skeletons of his, of his father's, um, of, the, of the people his father's killed because he didn't get a son that actually did what Had he the wanted. same power as his dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you didn't like that part? Yeah, I didn't like that. How come? Because he, cause he also said that he would kill... Because he said that he would kill the mother of them mm-hmm. and that he would kill the son or daughter. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't stack it's up. It's a little unsettling. Wanted. Yeah, unsettling is the right word for it. It'd be unsettling agree. if I was Star-Lord and that was you who did that. If I, I had a, a bunch of children that I murdered and murdered their moms? Yes. I give you permission to be unsettled should that ever become true. Because I like my mommy. But since I'll basically be a god, I mean, probably it'll be okay for me. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's finish out this segment. You've seen the Captain Marvel trailer. I think we're all excited to go see Captain Marvel. So what are you excited or not excited about having seen the trailer? Um, I kind of don't like how in all the other movies, Nick's Fury's like, yeah, you want to join me? You have some special powers. Uh-huh. And then in this one, he's like, uh, should I trust you? Because, uh, I've seen a lot of normal, I've seen a lot of normal girls who can shoot fire out of their fists. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a character shift for him, right? To kind yeah. of be unaccustomed to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Why? Well, I, I mean, I've seen the movie, so I'm I, I'm actually very excited for you to take a look at it now because I I'm be curious to see what you think after you've watched the movie about that particular fact. Um, anything else you want to say? Mm. Actually, I have a question. Okay. Remember when we saw um, Infinity War? Yep. When they passed, when they gave you a trivia on Nick Fury, mm. so and when you we... had to answer a question to get yeah. a prize. Yeah, so when we went to see Infinity War, um, a local comic shop had kind of set up a booth in the lobby of the Alamo Draft House in One Loudon, and we walked out there asking everybody trivia questions so that you could get swag from the movie merchandise and stuff. And Claire walked out and was like, I'm going to answer some trivia questions. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. That sounds horrible. What if I get it wrong? I'm so anxious in situations like that. It's really hard for me. Um, but Claire walked up to the booth and uh, they asked, uh, what eye uh, does Nick Fury wear an eye patch over? And Claire got it. Uh, she thought about it, deduced it, figured it out, got the answer. I wasn't 100% sure what the answer was. I mean, obviously, if you look I at guess. the screen, it looks like it's a right eye. Yeah. But if you flip over like this, yep. 
it's really your, it's your, so his right is your left, is your. Right, it's his left eye. His left is your right, so you would say left eye instead of right eye. Because if you said right eye, that would be if you were looking at the screen. But if you were face like he was, you would actually have left eye. Yep. So that's what I thought about. And I actually did explain it to them. Yeah, no, she talked out her logic. Uh, She was 100% certain in her answer. I was very nervous for her. She was not. And uh, she won it. And they gave her a pretty sweet challenge coin uh, for Infinity War. They they told me I could pick between a cool poster or a medallion. And I picked medallion because I was kind of... Because you saw... Because a lot of times when I get posters, sometimes they get ripped from what from, from the falling, from not very sure. good stickies. So I chose a medallion because I would be able to keep it in my pocket, keep it in my piggy bank. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have to hang it up on the wall where mm. it could fall. All right. Well, we got to get out of here if we're going to go catch this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's go ahead and close this out, and then we'll see you back on the other. Um. Yeah. Right. Uh. See you on this other side, peeps. I mean it to be rude. <laughs> okay. See ya. <laughs> watching Captain Marvel. Well, not just finished. It's been like maybe 10 or so minutes since because we watched it in a movie theater. And we can't record in the movie theater. Right. We'd have all this chattering in the background. It'd be like, while we record. So now, you know, before we went to the Alamo, you were like, I don't know. I like the MC too. Have you decided that you love the Alamo Draft House again? Or are you still, it could be either theater? Either theater. Really? Yeah. Because I because in the other theater it has more three D than two D. This one it has more this one it barely even has three D anymore. Yeah, but what even is the point of three D? What a waste of time. But I like it. It looks like it's coming out at me and I like to feel I'm inside the movie. Mm. And you and, and that's a big part of it if you have three D. Oh, I just remembered. We forgot to do the we forgot to do the credits last time. Mm, well, right. the first recording. All right. God. So I'm pulling it up. What did you think of the movie, Claire? Just quick, like, top of the line. Did you enjoy it? Awesome. Oh, by <laughs> the way, again, I know that we say this a lot, but we want you to remind. So if you're not watching, so if you're, so if this is like the first episode you're watching, you should probably go back and watch the movie first and then watch because we're going to give a lot of spoiler alerts. Well, I don't know how many alerts there'll be, but there'll definitely be spoilers. So. Oh, yeah. And it's not too often that we do a movie that's out in the theater that people may not have seen yet. Um, and, uh, you know, I personally, I think it's, uh, it's not so much uh, what happens, but how it happens. Uh, which is a line that I've stolen from uh, the podcast Switchblade Sisters, which I think is amazing. If you haven't listened to that, you should take a listen. Um, but the the host of that podcast, that's her big thing, is that uh, you know it's not so much uh, what happens, but how it happens that makes it worth engaging with. And so, uh, spoiler isn't so bad. But if you are spoiler averse, now's the time to hit pause and run out to your local movie theater and check this movie out. And then we'll see you back on the other side. Pause once... 
for them to hit their pause button so that they can stop before we really dive into it. Although there's going to be no spoilers now. All right. Optional pause. I'm really just, yeah, optional pause. I'm really just stalling so that we have enough time for me to pull up the uh, writer and director and the stars. So, oh, all right, Claire. And, oh, sorry. Credits. Um, so, Carol, wait, I can't read that. That's like too tiny. Hmm. That's like too tiny. Carol Danvers is be, becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. The two alien ra- if again, spoiler alerts. Uh-huh. The two alien races are well, not counting Earth, uh-huh. is um, the scrolls. Right. Which at first, when I heard about them, I thought that they were that they were aliens in the shape of a scroll. <laughs> in a scroll, <laughs> yeah. And then. Um, and the second race is the Crees, which I've, which, because there's an animal that says like Cree, cricket, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes I call it a cricket, because it, because it makes it sound that sounds like it's like, Cree, Cree, <laughs> So for a minute I thought that they were aliens shaped like, that, that they were aliens who look, who sounded like humans and all that, but looked like crickets. All right, but it is important to call things by their proper names, so it's Cree and Skrull, right? Cree and Skrull. All right, so who directed it? Uh, directors are Anna Bowden. Wait, yeah, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. The writers are Anna Bowden, screenplay. She was by screenplay. Ryan, screenplay. And, um, and, um, Ganeva Robertson, Dwarre. I would say probably Geneva Robertson, Dwarre. Geneva Robertson Dwarrett. And then, um, I think, wait, are these, oh, these are, that was screenplay. This is story. The story is by Nicole Perlman, Megley Fauve, Megley Fauve, Anna Bowden, Ryan Fleck, Geneva Robertson Dwarte. And the main cast? um, Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelslaw. Mendelson. Mendelson. Jude Law. Annette Benning. Lashana Lynch. Clark Gregg. Rude Tempt. I think that's probably far enough down the line. Oh, and these. And, and Brie. Hey, did it get to see the actors? So Brie or Bri Larson. Brie. Brie played Carol Danvers, Verse, or Captain Marvel. Whatever you want to call it, Samuel played Sam played Nick, played Fury, Ben played Talos or Keller. That was the main scroll. Yeah, so the main scroll. Jude played Yod Rog. That was uh, the main uh, Cree person. Yep. That Annette being played the Supreme Intelligence, which was pretty cool. And also Doctor Lawson then. And also Doctor Lawson. And Marvel. And yeah, why is IMDb letting her down? I mean, Ben Mendelsohn and Brie Larson get the slash treatment. It should be Supreme Intelligence slash Wendy Lawson slash uh, Marvel. Well, she did look a little bit different than the other two. So maybe they were each played by a different character. Maybe that's why. No. Wait, look, if you go down, it was another Marva. Like, I saw. This. Oh. And then Lashana Lynch played Maria Rambo. Clark Gregg played Agent Coulson, and Rude Tempt played Ron Parr. 
All right. So, now, uh, let's see. What should we talk about first? Um, screen... No, not screenplay. Um, uh... The basic look of it. The reason I picked that is because I wanted to tell them my favorite part. All right, let's so do it. So my first favorite part was when um, was when they found out about the cat being a clerkin. A flerkin. Flerkin, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "I told you." <laughs> well, he didn't say that, but in my head, I imagined him in, in that scene saying, "I told you that." I told you you should. And I liked how they set it up. I, I really like that joke because they, they do set it up because you think that Talos is just being uh, silly a around a cat. Like, because it's just a cat, right? And he's mistaken it for this um, terrifying really beast. A <laughs> which, like, I mean, cats are terrifying beasts, but... Uh... Hey, I like cats. <laughs> okay. Lacey wasn't a terrifying cat, and you're calling cats a beast. If you so you call so. Lacey a beast, and you loved her. I did. I can imagine and Lacey's I did. soul. I can imagine Lacey's ghost right now just crying. I and doubt that very much. You. I think you did not know that cat well enough. Um, but no, I like that. I like the setup for the gag. I think it's pretty great. What was your other favorite part? My other favorite part was when um, was when she blast was when she was was when she was fighting the people and then they were playing that and then they were playing and they were playing I'm only a girl. I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl. By no doubt. By no doubt. Sung by Gwen Stefani. I don't like the I like the flashback music, but I don't like the band name because in the car we were discussing about it, and you said the band name is called Garbage. Um, for I because I'm only happy when it rains is that one is the name the Garbage is the name of the band. Yeah, but why would you play? Why would you name your name? Why would you name your band Garbage if they if they have amazing songs? Because like you're just saying our. Because basically a whole bunch of people were probably intercept from garbage. It's like, our music is trash. We're trash. Don't listen to this. It's going to be garbage. That's why our name is called Garbage. You know, that's a weird, like, 90s grunge music thing. I mean, what what they're doing is that people called that style of music garbage music because it was different than what used to be there. And um, an older generation looked at that new music and said, this is garbage. And so this band... They were like, what are we going to call ourselves? Everybody calls us garbage. Let's just call ourselves garbage and own the name. This is my suspicion. I don't know 100% that's why garbage called themselves garbage, but I'm, I'm going to guess that that's probably what it was. Does that make sense? Yes. Kind of? Yes. Seems silly? No. <laughs> Um, if so I was I, back then, I would say, "Hey, if you if you don't have anything nice, keep it to yourself because their music is not garbage. So you shush. Yeah. So you shush your potholes. All right, but so we're talking about the look of the movie, and I mean, I I think the cat and the cat effects look great. It reminded me of Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, yeah. the first one. I am Groot. You remember at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy when Groot shoots his. Uh, tree roots down the hallway and then he looks back at star lord with this big goofy grin on his face i almost felt like the cat if the cat well i mean the cat was using its mouth so it was definitely a big goofy grin with all the tentacles coming out that swallowed those guys (laughs) um but no i thought the fight scene looked really great like i i enjoyed a lot of the fight sequences what did you think did you like the action the look and the feel of it um yeah but i know that I was just explaining this to you, but 
Um, I know you guys haven't heard about it, but I've talked about this before. I kind of feel like I talked a little bit about it before you even asked the question. Well, I mean, I, I think a little bit that's the weird part uh, for us and the way that we do the podcast Fry switching it up and going to the movies instead of doing it here because you know in every other instance the first conversation you have about this movie really is yeah it really is in the podcast um and i think because like this time and this is i think we had the same challenge with it in the apocalypse is that it you know, because we talked in the car on the way back and then it came time to come in and sit down and have the conversation. It we felt like we had already talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but because we're doing the podcast, I think that, you know, this is everybody's first time. So let's focus in on what you enjoyed about the fight scene. I like the music. Yeah, I think the music's great. Did it make you want to... Um, did it make you want to... Uh, listen to more No Doubt music? Because uh, I'm sure we could get that on Amazon Music. No. It made me want to see the movie again, though. <laughs> um, so what did you? Uh, what else did you enjoy about the fight scene? You love the music. What else? Um, I liked that um, it was right before she got her all fiery power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were kept saying, we could take the power away from you. We could take it away. But really, all they could do was just... Mm. Because it felt like it was gone, but really there was a chip that controlled her power. If she, if when and she did when she took that out, it released all the power. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Yeah, so the so the I chip. I thought was... it was more fun when she took the chip out than when she just had the little power when she was doing that fight scene. Why did you think it looked more fun? Because she could use her whole power, and it looked mm. and it and it could have more effects than the um. Then the little thing, because she could blast and stuff on, like, a normal, like, non-normal people. But blasters could do the same thing. Why blasters do couldn't do what she had with her full power. Right, I agree. Why do you think the Supreme Intelligence put that chip in her then? Probably because they were afraid of her power. And they were afraid that she would find out. And they were afraid she would use it to overthrow them. Hmm. Maybe they were afraid that she would use her power to do what she wanted to. Instead of what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But I think it's still... I think you just said a simpler version of what I said. <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened to me. I usually say the way more complicated version of something simple. Um, <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Uh, what did you think about at the end? Um, when he... So Jude Law, right? Jan Rog is like... I'm so proud of you. Yes, this is your moment. This is your moment to knock me down without using your powers. Prove to me that you can do it. And she blasts him. <laughs> what did you think of what he was trying to do? And what did you think of her response? Well, she before that happened, he was like, before that, before the blast, he was right. like, this could be your moment to not use your, to not let your emotions overthrow you. And she was like, Mm-hmm. Don't you think I've learned that lesson already? Mm-hmm. One hundred times. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it back on you. Mm-hmm. So, do you do you feel like in their duel that he challenged her to? Do you feel like she cheated, or do you feel like she did what she should? I feel like to him she cheated, but to her, 
I feel like to him he cheated, but to her, it's him trying to cheat to get him to win. Because remember, every time she fought him without her powers, she always, she always lost because he was more stronger. But she was stronger in power. Mm-hmm. All he had was magnetism, and her and her strong stuff could overthrow that. You saw that. Mm-hmm. It was like it's like a volleyball throw. The volleyball can't resist your powerful serving hand or your setting hand mm-hmm. or your bump. It can't because it's just a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that he was trying to manipulate her and trick her into losing the fight by doing that? I think she's trying. I th- because if you remember, every time she lost, she had let her emotions overthrow her mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to let her emotions throw her over at the beginning so he would immediately win the fight. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, do you think that her emotions got in the way for her in the movie as a character at any point? Yeah. Like when? Fighting. You think, how did they get in the way for fighting? Because if you saw, because he said, even when she, even when she was on his side, he was always saying, you keep letting your emotions overcome you and turning you to this, to the easier, more, more commoner side. Your, your enemies won't care about that. When you do that, they'll knock you out and put you in whatever. Hmm. Well, I definitely agree that distraction is a problem. When you're fighting somebody. When you're fighting somebody. When anybody's fighting somebody. If you're distracted by something, it's a problem. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think that the emotion is actually bad for her? And here's what I want you to think about. You remember the last time that she is in the um, computer with the Supreme Intelligence? And they're playing the Nirvana song. And... The Supreme Intelligence tries to shut her down and she pops that chip out and breaks free, right? Yeah. Do you think that emotion got in her way there or do you think that emotion helped her? I think um, emotion helped her for that, but she was feeling sorry for him is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about... Mm. It's like what I was talking about at the car with like with like whether I wanted... With which... which so like... I'm not going to get too much into that, but the point is, I was talking about how it, how I would like to imagine it, whether the situation, if like, if like the thing that happened was the reason, so like soccer was the reason that I, that I was on crutches, I wouldn't want to imagine that, but if it was just a, it was just, if it was just something that had stayed with me for living and it wasn't even the food's fault, like your Chick-fil-A thing, I would want to imagine eating that because I love that and it wasn't because of the food hmm. that did that it was because of my it was because of my tummy but can you how do you make a connection to emotion for that that's what I don't understand well for him he was her best friend Jan Rog yeah uh-huh and she always felt sorry for him he always helped her hmm. but then um she found out what was really real and then she wouldn't have let her emotions overcome her anymore because he is not, because he's on the bad side now. He never was on the bad, he never was on the good side. To her, she <laughs> thought that. But to him, he was using her to get what he wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know, I, I think that, I think that one of the points of the movie is that um, guys will tell you a lot of time that emotion is the problem 
That you're too emotional. Like too a emotional. Judy B. Jones, like a Judy B. Jones, the Gussie Valentine, um, her, uh, me Joe or something. His name, her, her biggest enemy, um, keep gave her a secret Valentine, and the only reason he was mean to her was because he was afraid, was because he liked her, and he was afraid of what she would say if he asked her. But do you know why I think that is? I think that's because. We tell boys and men that they shouldn't show emotion, that emotion gets in the way of stuff. And when they like a girl like Junie B. Jones, they don't know how to share that. And they don't know how to talk to her because they've been told their whole life that they're not supposed to have those emotions, that those emotions are not good. And it's it's girls who are supposed to show that emotion and you're supposed to take advantage of that. Right. But I don't think emotion is a weakness at all. I think being comfortable with your emotions, whether they're happy or sad or angry or whatever, is healthy. Or sorry. Yeah, or sorry. Any of them. Honestly, I think she let her... I think think it's depending on the situation. Hmm. If she's angry at him, like at that end scene, she's like... (sighs) (laughs) But she was right at the end. I don't need to prove it to you. I've already got what I need, and I don't need your proven. And besides, I'm, I'm not even on your side anymore. So leave me out of this, okay? Yeah. I mean, if some dude who's not as strong as you tells you to fight weaker so that it's a fair fight. It's not even a fair fight. <laughs> the whole point is to win, not to fight fair. It's such a weird thing to say. Well, he, not yeah. the whole point. If it was like one of those wrestles, you're supposed to fight fair by the rules. Otherwise, <laughs> you won't be able to win. You'll be fouled, and the other guy would win automatically. Mm. Lord, I've been watching wrestle. That's fine. I think that's good. But I don't watch wrestles. Um, We're getting off topic. Yeah. So what did you think overall of Captain Marvel as a character? Did you, did you enjoy her? Do you think that she was well-constructed? Did her choices make sense to you? I liked her, but I think she was too harsh at the end. Because she was like, because remember when she showed up with the communication device because she was right there, that's why it shut down. She was like, she's like, where's, where's Fury? Mm -hmm. They were like, who are you? What's happening here? (laughs) They didn't know her. For some reason I can imagine, for some reason I can imagine the scene going on that they'd be like, who are you? And they're like, I'm the start of all this. I'm Captain Marvel. (laughs) <laughs> were you were you saying or was your sister saying in the car that that this is out of order that since it came that, that they should have made I this said movie that first. in the movie theater and then Harper yeah. said that in the car yeah 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 you think this movie should have come first yeah because Why? it's the start of the movie I don't think it should come after a whole bunch after like a hundred other Marvel movies were made and it even shows how 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 Nick Fury got his patched eye. Mm-hmm. Would you have guessed it was from a flirt and scratch? No, yeah. honestly, I guess that be that because he all because in one of the movies he talked about how he's in a car crash mm-hmm. to one of the um, one of the Avengers people, and I thought that the car crash made would his, be the thing that would do the eye. Yeah, yeah, I liked how they put that for a joke. I enjoyed that. Um, let's see, what else should we talk about? We didn't talk about the screenplay, like the whole story and what and the moral of what they're trying to tell you. Well, um, I think since it's so brand new, let's steer clear of of the whole story, like just a breakdown of the whole story. I think the synopsis that we read at the beginning of this was fine, but I would be very curious to hear what you think the moral of this movie is. 
I think the moral is that if you have something to, is that if you have a problem of letting your emotions overcome you, or you have something to say, um, I think you should say it. Because, hmm. like, um, she always had something to say, but he was like, mm-hmm. your, mm-hmm. opinions, your opinions don't matter. It's mm-hmm. only what, it's only your fighting and powers that matter. Mm-hmm. So I think when she found that friend, she was like, I finally found someone who understands me. Mm-hmm. That's important, right? Yeah. To make connections. Well, she technically already had that friend. She yeah. just found her again. I think that's one of the parts that I love about the movie. I, I do, like, you see Agent Coulson, right, make yeah. a choice in the movie to let Nick Fury and uh, Captain Marvel escape, right? Yeah. And he's so new on the job, and he can only really just know um, Nick Fury at this point. But he still has total faith in him, and he supports his partner's move. And I think that's something that I appreciate about this movie, especially the second time around just watching, is that like, it's about the importance of having faith in somebody, even when you think they have every reason... Not to be. Not to be faithful. And I think that that's... I think that's an important life lesson, don't you? So, I know my moral was pretty long, but to sum it up, if you have something to say, say it. And if someone's not believed, and if you think someone's a good friend, but they never let you say your opinions, they're not. Damn straight. Damn straight. Damn straight. Yeah, that's that's the worst, man. you got to watch out for people who shut down your opinions. There are a lot of, like, skillilities. I don't know what you're trying to say. Soliloquies. Soliloquies. What's a soliloquy? Um, Shakespeare said that it's when a character can really express her emotions. <laughs> Interesting. I had no idea you knew that. But yeah, yeah, there was a lot of those. Yeah, I think so. Because in the no, towards the end, she was showing her emotions more than she was keeping them inside. Well, I think that's and sort I of think like she was letting, it. sort of like she instead of moving, sort of like instead of deciding to go to Disney World, she decided to go. She decided to stay at home and do something fun, mm. and so she unpack. And so she just, so like in a movie I watched, it's called it's called unpacking, it's called moving, and at the end of the movie, the girl. The girl or boy, I can't remember which, uh, throws her suitcase up and opens and there's a close flight everywhere. Mm. So it's like her emotions flying everywhere and her soliloquies coming out to, with them. Hmm. I kind of think, too, that it's about, like, if you have a special skill or talent that no one else can do, the last thing you should take off at anybody is somebody coming up and telling you that for some reason you need to prove that you can do things without your special talent or skill. Because, right, like you got to be who you are at the end like of the day. Like, my special talent or skill is I can see things where there are things. So, like, I can see a moral when there probably wasn't a moral to the story. <laughs> I think there's plenty of morals. I think that you're very observant. Well, sort of like how plants are, like, living things, but I don't want to take 30 seconds <laughs> talking about what things, so let's move on to the next thing, because we already have, like, 35 minutes on our plate. Yeah. So, I I think, really, kind of, all, all I wanted to say was, you know, what I, I think if you have a special skill, uh, or that you're very talented at something, what you will find in the course of your life is that somebody who doesn't have that special skill or talent will tell you that you need to learn how to do it without that special skill or talent. And that just really doesn't make any sense. And there's no reason for anybody to tell you to do that. Because if you're excellent at something, 
You should just be excellent at something the way that you know how. And you have to have faith in yourself to do that. And I think that that's a big part of this movie. So to sum it up, um, if you have a special talent, don't let people tell you that you shouldn't be using it. Exactly. Why wouldn't you? Because it's your special talent. Right. Like, with, like me with reading. I'm very good at it. Mm-hmm. And it would, and honestly, I would be just really mad at the person who told me, well, you shouldn't use your reading powers. Just read. Yeah. Jeez, well, woman. Claire, don't process information so quickly. You read slower so that you read as fast as me. <laughs> and then we'll see who reads better. Like, that's that's what that's what Jan Rog is saying to her, right? Like, it's such a basic skill for her fighting. And he's like, no, you fight the way I fight, and then I'll beat you up. And then that will prove to you that you're not so super hot at fighting. Like, what a, what a horrible friendship that he paraded as. So terrible. Uh, what else do you want to say about the movie? Um, I really like the first scene where she's like waking up from that dream with the mm. glowy thing on her neck. Yeah. Honestly, I thought that those were really cool Cree earrings. Yep, okay. That glue glows. Mm. Glue is not a word. Yes. Well, glue is a word, but it's a It's thing. a different word. What else? Um, well, I think that that's just about it. Okay. I think we should stop this segment, um, do whatever scene for the movie that you normally do to go mm-hmm. into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I'll see you next time, and you'll see him when he does his own segment. See ya. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, peeps. Captain Marvel with Claire. Boy, uh, I, I really can't express just how into this movie that she was through the entire course of it. Um, when she says that the fight scene was her favorite part, she's not joking. Um, man, as soon as that No Doubt beat dropped, she was dancing in the seat, uh, you know, her fist pumping and moving around and ate up every second of that editing. And I think that that fight scene was fabulously edited. It, they, for all the part that's running uh, to I'm just a girl, I I actually think that stuff is magic. It is amazing. She was totally engaged. And I, I, was, I don't know. I feel like I saw some folks on the internet. Well, that doesn't matter, man. People on the internet, they like what they like or they don't like what they don't like. But I tell you what, uh, that song and fight scene was a huge victory on our end. Um... Yeah, I, you know, we've been watching, Claire and I have been watching um, Marvel movies uh, for years. You know, she's uh, seen every Marvel movie in the MCU. Um, and I mean, if, you, if you've been listening, you know that she's seen some other Marvel movies, uh, like we did an episode of Blade for the podcast. So like, she's not unfamiliar with comic books, and she's not unfamiliar with the kind of storytelling that they do. And I, I think... If, if the MCU has a flaw overall, it's that it becomes quite complicated to engage in some of these stories when you don't know the rest of the plot. Um, or, for example, if you forget what happened in the other movies. Uh, but Claire had no problem keeping up with it. You know, she clocked that it was a prequel. Uh, there was no issue there. Um, and she totally got how uh, 
Captain Marvel is going to be back in uh, Infinity War 2 or Avengers Endgame, I guess. Um, yeah. The, the Marvel stuff has been a lot of fun for us to watch together. And I really kind of enjoyed seeing her passion build for it. You know, she does. She reads a lot of comics. Uh, anytime she has to see a comic that I'm reading, uh, for the most part, I, I pretty much say yes. There's, you know, no major issues for me um, with her reading that stuff. I feel the same way about comic books as I do about movies. You know, if she's engaged in the story and she gets something out of it, she's actually reading it. I, I think right on. Let's do it. Um, and so I, I think in point of fact, I will... I think I only have the digital versions of the Kelly Sudaconic run of Captain Marvel, but I think that those comics are definitely something that she'll eat up, and I'll probably be getting the trade paperbacks for her to go through and read to carry this on. Um, I, you know, I tell you the other thing, you know, we talk about representation in movies a lot. I certainly do, I guess, talk about that a lot and the importance of it. Um, I mean, look at the difference if you listen to the Blade episode versus her talking about the Captain Marvel episode. Um, you know, the character that she most attached to in Blade was Blade's mom. And just the way that they wrote that character in that movie, that, that is by far the weakest thing about Blade is the writing behind the motivation of his mom. It's it, it's not just the weakest thing. I, I hate it. I think it's horrible. Um, I really love the rest of the movie, but I think that's just horrible. And it was shocking to me that that was the character that she connected with the most because it was the one that she could relate to the most. And then you look at a movie like Captain Marvel where it's so easy for her to relate to the characters on the screen between Carol Danvers and Rambeau and uh, their kid. Um, it, I think it's just much, much easier for her to directly engage and relate to what's going on in front of her. I mean, obviously... Uh, we have to learn to watch movies about other stories, uh, other people's stories, because that's what helps to grow our uh, understanding of the importance of empathy and our ability to relate to the people around us and their experiences. Um, but you know what, man? Sometimes, sometimes it's helpful just to see yourself on the screen and have something that you think is cool and awesome to aspire to. And uh, I absolutely loved uh, her connection with the movie for that. I mean, it, you know, in point of, you know, we brought the whole fam. It wasn't just Claire and I that went. Um, you know, Har- her younger sisters, Harper and Quinn, who are six and four, um, both engaged the entire movie, loved every bit of it. Harper loved it to pieces. Um, you know, if you ask her what her favorite Marvel movie is, she a thousand percent would say uh, Black Panther because her birthday is coming up. And even still a year on, um, she wants a whole Black Panther theme party because she th- thought that movie was great. Um, and so it was, you know, it was a real treat to see the girls connect with the movie as strongly as they did and have as much fun with, with it as they did. Um, but yeah. So, you know, Claire and I talk about it and we kind of explore some of the themes of the movie in sort of a lighter way that we do. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm not, I'm not always quite sure how directly to talk with the kids about uh, misogyny or sexism uh, or experiences like that. I I don't think every conversation needs to be about that um, exactly because I think that that becomes disheartening. But, you know, the the reality of her experience is that she's going to have a much harder time with that than I did precisely because she's going to be a young woman and that's how people are going to treat her. 
And in that regard, I absolutely love Captain Marvel for giving her a story that shows a kid uh, who will embrace being herself and not listen to the men in her life telling her to not be uh, as great as she absolutely is. Um, I think I'll close out this segment. You know, I saw a really great uh, quote from Kelly Kelly Sudikonik who wrote the Captain Marvel um, run the most the, the most recent Captain Marvel run that, that kind of kicked off Carol Danvers as we see her in the movie. Um, and I think that it was, you know, I just saw it in a tweet, and it was from an interview that she had done maybe a couple years back. Uh, but basically she said that, you know, the everybody, the, the main difference between Captain America and Captain Marvel is that, you know, Steve Rogers keeps getting up because it's the right thing to do every single time where uh, Captain Marvel gets up every single time because fuck you. And I thought that's just like absolutely to the core. Like this is, that's that's the character. That's Captain Marvel in a nutshell. Um, and that plays out in every way in that movie. And, you know, even though I don't think we get totally into the weeds in that kind of conversation and what they're saying about it, you could tell that Claire gets that in the way that she talks about stuff. And I, I love that. I'm, I'm really enjoyed watching Captain Marvel because of that. All right. Uh, so I think that'll do it for us this time. Uh, if you uh, haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find Bill and Claire's Excellent Adventure at B-A-C-E-A Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at WBDAS on Twitter, uh, Letterboxd, Instagram. Uh, on my Letterboxd feed, I'm running a collection of movies uh, for a list of Bill and Claire's Excellent Venture podcast movies. So if you want to know what movie's coming up, uh, sometimes we don't choose those until, say, the Saturday or Sunday that we do the screening and the recording. Um, but you'll definitely get a drop on other folks if you find me on uh, Letterboxd and uh, follow me there. Uh, let's see if you have not subscribed to the iTunes feed, we really would appreciate it. If you would make some time to go out, subscribe and, uh, leave a five-star review. Uh, this is the kind of help that only listeners like you can provide. And it's exactly the sort of thing that we need, uh, to generate in order to expand our reach and our awareness so that when people search for podcasts, uh, they'll stumble onto ours and then we can grow our listener base. Uh, So I'd love you guys forever if you would help do that. If you do leave a review, uh, I'll read it out on the podcast and shout you out for being the cool cats that you are. Uh, Yep. And so, as always, uh, Bill and Claire's Excellent Adventure is an In the Mouth of Darkness production, and you can find that podcast uh, at ItModcast, I-T-M-O-D-Cast, on Twitter and at Facebook.com slash ItModcast. Like and follow the page there. And you can find the other dorks, uh, Brad Gullickson at Mouth Dork on all social medias, Lisa Gullickson at Sidewalk Siren on uh, Twitter, uh, I think Letterboxd and Instagram, and also at Baked Dork on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you can find Brian Young at The Turtle Dork on Twitter, at The Turtle Dork 1 on Instagram, and at Brian B. Young on Facebook. Boy, I really am leaning into that a thousand percent and I still have not fact checked. So Brian, but, uh, drop me a message if I'm messing that up because I want to make sure that I'm right. Uh, and then, uh, last but certainly not least, uh, 
Darren, the Disco Dork Smith. You can find him at the Disco Dork on all social medias. And that'll do it for this time. Until next time.